Hey guys, so um, just a little bit different of an opening. Um, I know normally we would open with something really lighthearted and fun, but I wanted to take this opportunity to let you guys know that we are going to be discussing some touchy subjects in this episode. Um, we will be touching lightly on sexual abuse, uh, depression, suicide, um, anxiety, all kind of mental health. Um, we will also have discussions on um, deaths of loved ones. So trigger warning for any of those subjects that may affect you personally, um, just pre be prepared. Or if you need to skip this episode, we will absolutely understand. With that being said, let's go ahead and kick in uh, with our special guest, Talik Monroe. I think I deserve a fucking award or at least a pat on the back or nothing at all. That's fine. Thanks guys. I got a cookie. Okay. I can give you, I mean, I'll fucking take a cookie. Is it chocolate chip? Is it sugar? Snickerdoodle? It's chocolate chip. Mm. I mean, I'm one of those weird guys though. Cause I know there's like a certain selection of the population that absolutely hates oatmeal raisin cookies. They're gross, but I love them. Disgusting. I think they're delicious. No, it's just not acceptable. We should put a poll up about that. What do you guys think? You want to poll on cookies? I know we do challenge <laughs> shit all the time, but like maybe we should put a call, poll up on cookies. Like, do you hate oatmeal raisin? Yes or no? <laughs> I hope you all say yes. They're fucking disgusting. Look, I'm going to be honest. If I ever wanted to piss somebody off, I would just tell them I made chocolate chip cookies and, and put raisins in them. And if you mean by somebody me... Then. No, I don't want to die. <laughs> Come on, say, I'm not dumb. You'd probably die. <laughs> I probably would, but I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, good choice. Good choice. Talia, how you doing, man? It's good. Hey, how are you? Doing all right. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm a little tired, but I'm okay. So, obviously, guys, Ricky Hayes uh, with my wife, Karina Hayes. Yeah. And tonight, we actually have a very special guest. So, uh, typically, we do a trash talk roundtable. Uh, tonight, we have... Uh, uh, like I said, a very special guest. So we're going to be changing up the title. It's going to be the Challenge Fandom uh, Mental Health Talk Roundtable with Talik. And if you guys uh, don't know Talik, um, you guys need to check him out on Instagram. We're going to go ahead and link all of his handles and all of that. But Talik specializes in mental health. And um, the way we found out about him is he interviewed someone that we've interviewed and that we've kind of established like a little bit of a relationship with and uh, that's Marlon. And I watched the live and uh, commented on it. And me and Talik started talking. And, and then, Polly too. And then Polly as well. Yeah, Polly was on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Karina started talking to you. And then <laughs> Brand, uh, yeah, the whole squad whole team went yeah. wild. Yeah. And we were just chatting with you, man. And you're just you're you're just a an amazing person because not only your story. But what you're 
doing now to bring awareness to the mental health and especially men's mental health, which I think is one of, uh, for men, it can be a taboo subject, right? But the more we get out there and we talk about it and bring light to it, uh, the more awareness comes to it and the more uh, accepting people get. So the work you're doing to bring that forward and being able to partner with some of these people that, um, you know, people recognize and look up to and get them to talk about when they were vulnerable. It's just, you know, it's like, it's really amazing stuff. And it's what I think social media is really all about. and yeah. should be all about is uplifting people in this positive stuff and I love it, man. And I'm just so happy that you took some time. I know it's late as hell. You hop on here with us. So. <laughs> and I know that's a long winded ass intro, but uh, Talith, thank you once again for hopping on with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. Thank you for having me. Uh, I stay there with me just for y'all. Nobody else I would do this for. Oh, man. Well, we promise we'll try to keep it entertaining. We're going to keep it light. We're going to talk about a lot, you know. Um, we know you're a challenge fan, just like us. And, you know, that's how we kind of started it all. And yeah. we're going to get into some challenge stuff and we'll have some fun with that. Um, but I want to talk in kind of my very first question for you, Talik, is what made you decide to start doing lives and start talking about mental health online? Uh, and bringing guests on and you know what's your story behind that you know i was sexually abused by two of my cousins when i was young and um it didn't start affecting me until like i started getting older like probably i'm 31 the age of 26 when i went back to church realized i had issues with men realized i was uncomfortable around them just realized that i didn't fit in with men so um you know from that journey from you know 26 i was like going through a lot of mental health stuff that I didn't realize that was there. You know, it must have been there the whole time, but I didn't realize that I was there until I started getting older. So, um, you know, when I started telling my story, I released a documentary on YouTube. Um, that kind of opened the door for me to want to tell my story more. A lot of people was like, no, that's so good. A lot of men don't speak up about it. You know, especially you being a black man, you know, we're not told to speak up. You know, your story is going to help somebody one day. So from that, I went from, okay, like what can I do to get involved in mental health? So I um, do part-time, I mean, volunteer stuff with NAMI. I don't know if everybody knows what NAMI is, you know, it's a mental health organization. Um, so I guess, like I'm a certified peer specialist, so I can run peer groups. So, you know, I do like a Black Mind Matter group. I facilitate a depression anxiety group, sometimes peer. I do a men's group every other Saturday. Um, and, you know, recently I just got facilitated of the month. You know, for just working hard. I just started NAMI last year. Yeah, just for working hard and just doing the best that I can do. So, you know, that got me into mental health. And the Instagram Live started. I was just like, well, how will how will fun would it be that we could talk about and go on Instagram Live or a podcast and talk about men's mental health? Because a lot of men don't talk about it. So I started off first like a trial run during their holidays, but I had stopped because you know holidays are work for me without my mom, my sister here, my grandma. Yeah. I did it with um Harlem Grove Trotter, his name is Saul Flip White. Um, he's a Harlem Grove Trotter. Mm -hmm. And I did it with two of my friends. It was to start it off. So I thought it was going to be done. I was like, I'm not doing this. Because <laughs> I was so depressed in the holidays. But I made a mission. I was like, you know what? I want to make it to the new year. I'm so sad and depressed. I'm like, no, suicidal. I want to make it to the new year. Let me put something on this calendar. So, you know, it come from with the Pauly and Marlon putting together. And, you know, January was good for me and stuff like that, you know? So that's where it started from. Wow. Man, I love it. And I love that you're you're so open to sharing this all with us, right? Like 
because it breaks down barriers when someone's able to be vulnerable with someone else it, it makes everybody more accepting of it and you know i love that and at first like no lie like i turned in because like marlon was on it i was like all right i want to support him he's doing a live and then like i started really listening to what you guys were talking about and i really sat down it was like a 70 minute conversation if i remember maybe a little bit longer and i end up like i just got home from work and like i'm sitting there with my three-year-old crawling all over me and i'm watching it the whole time and then we started talking right away and then like i like i haven't been able to catch every live but i always try to go back and watch it like yeah. especially the one you did with brandon nelson yeah and yeah. that one man that one was great and if you guys haven't go to Talik's instagram i know he's still got it posted it is a yeah. phenomenal conversation because look i can't talk about you know the struggles of you know being a black man because i'm not a black man i'm a white male but i know as males regardless of race we all go through our struggles and you know i know there's different pressures and from different peer groups um but i know like even for me growing up it was you know you can't cry you got to be tough you got to be a man you know shut up stop whining about it and you know and certain things happen like you know, and I've, I've talked to you a little bit about it with like my dad passing, but like he wasn't really around and stuff like that. And, you know, so we all go through these traumas. And I think, you know, like you said, you know, hitting 26 years old, yeah. you kind of have a self-awareness of like, this is the person I'm becoming or this is the person I am. And I can still work on it and change it. But like, I've got to address certain things and you become aware of what's happened. And, you know, the bravery that you showed to not let that take over your life in a negative way, but into a positive way to help other people is so commendable. And it's like, I hate to be cliche, but to say like, it gives me hope for the world. You know what I mean? That mm -hmm. people like that are still around like yourself, man. It's like one in a million. So, um, you know, I know I'm sounding like I'm fangirling now, but I just, <laughs> I, I'm really passionate about this subject. And like, yeah. I think, mental health regardless male women it, yeah. it doesn't matter anyone on any spectrum mental health is so fucking important yeah and regardless if you know your mental health is meditating for 45 minutes or 15 minutes or talking yeah. to a therapist or doing you know sitting down and talking with talik and do one of these groups yeah you, know, you gotta yeah. absolutely take the time to do it with that being said, could you tell us more about that organization you work with, NAMI? Because I want to be able to link that down too. Okay, NAMI, the NAMI has uh, is a big mental health organization that helps people, you know, with online support. You know, we're not mental health professionals. We just um, do uh, online support groups. So I work for, um, um, well, I volunteer for NAMI Bucks County, which is up in, um, which is in Pennsylvania. Um, it's www. NAMIBUTSPA.org. We have one of our support groups Monday through Sunday. Monday through Sunday. Like a lot of people don't have that groups Monday through Sunday. So it's different yeah. groups, you know. It's, um, you know, I say I, I run the Black Minds Matter. They have peer support. They have chronic pain. They have um, team check in, you know, um, groups for um, trans um, people. Um, we have, you know, chronic illness and pain. 
We have depression, anxiety. We have meditation groups. Monday through Sunday, they have a group. It's just crazy. Wow. A lot of people don't have that. And whenever, yeah. I feel like Nami Buske, it's crazy. I put on Instagram, Facebook, and I was like, I love Nami Buske County because they bring people from every time somebody Google us, support groups, they come. Nami Buske County comes up out of all the Nami um, affiliations that comes up. So, you know, we have some people from China. We had somebody from the UK in there. It's like so good. I love Nami Buske. That's phenomenal. And wow. we're going to make sure we absolutely link this. Yeah. So anybody sure. that wants to check that out, we're going to link the website, you know, and I mean, I can talk for myself. I'm going to check it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, and, absolutely. And you're absolutely deserving of that award you won because the work you're putting in, you know, it's going to get bigger and bigger. And like on a side note, like I know we're going to have some really deep conversations, but like I also yeah. want to kind of keep part of it lighthearted me and Talik have been talking the last couple of days. And he's like, and Talik messaged me. He's like, man, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm like, bro, you, you don't be nervous. It's a podcast. It's literally just us talking to a cassette tape that we hit record on. Like you're doing lives where people like tune in and watch you. And if yeah. you fuck up, like, like dude, I would be so nervous. I would like have to put the phone down and be like, God. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lives are a lot right. harder. That's for sure. Yeah, man. So don't stress at all, man. I'm, like I'm so happy you made it tonight. Like I wish Josh and Tony could have made it. I know Tony's sick and yeah. Josh is doing what we did last night. He's got a bunch of kids at his house doing a little birthday yeah. party. So, yeah. um, but with that being said, like, I don't want to whole, hog the whole conversation, Karina. No, no, you're good. Um, I, I actually, I wanted to kind of hop back to uh, the conversation we were having previously um, when we were talking about how you started getting into your IG lives. And you were talking about how, you know, you were feeling really depressed and stuff like that. And so you went ahead and scheduled the um, the Marlin and Polly thing. So what what was that for you? Was that kind of like giving yourself something to look forward to? Or it, was that kind of how you um, you dealt with your your depression and your suicidal thoughts at that moment? Or like it, it was definitely something to look forward to. So I can say that it was something I was like, okay, I can't think of suicide. I can't think of my own thoughts. I want to die because I have this and this and that coming. I have a commitment coming. I'm big on my commitments. If I say I'm going to do something, I make sure I'm doing it. So um, especially if it's a promise too, and. It was something I look forward to. It was something like, okay, I can't go because if I don't, if I go, I can't do this. I can't fulfill a commitment. You know, I treat it like a job. Even though it's something that I do, I treat it like a job, you know? So that was like on my mind. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I think it's just, it's really important to talk about those ways that we get through those moments too, because I know like when I was younger, you know, I, I struggled a lot with depression. Um, and I had moments in my life where I went through suicidal thoughts and even attempts. And that was one of the things that also, you know, kind of helped me. And it was something that my, my grandmother actually talked to me about after she had kind of figured out where I was at and she had, you know, told me, and we started doing stuff like that together. So she would make like plans like, Oh, Hey, you know, in two weeks, we're going to go do this. And, you know, you get good grades and you do what you need to do. And, you know, we'll go out here to the zoo. And like, so she started making plans and stuff for me to look forward to. And it helped me a lot. And so I think it's just, it's really important to talk about those little things that maybe people don't think about, you know, and, and they're, they might yeah. be going through the same thing. Yeah. yeah. No. And, and I can completely echo that. I mean, like, you know, look, we're going to have an episode where we 
open up about who we are more than normally we do. I know we typically just talk challenge and we <laughs> joke and we laugh and, you know, to leaks listen, we just talk a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> and, and I promise we will, but like, I, I agree with that. And I think that's like a really key goal. Like it, cause I've dealt with it. And I think a lot of people, you know, have had suicidal thoughts at a minimum. I think that's a lot more widespread than people want to admit yeah. whether anybody yeah. wants to really admit it. I think it is because I know I've had them and not like, recently had them i don't want to put it that way i've had them when i was younger mm -hmm. like probably from like 14 up to about like 22 24 right in that range because you know at that age you're so lost as a kid especially as a man and trying to figure yeah. out who you are especially for me because i kind of grew up without my dad not, or not around for most of my life but I never went to attempt it, but I know it was common for me to think about it. And like I've already, and I get really depressed now and I might think about it for a second, but it's just a second thought, you know, it's not a long lasting thought. Um, but I think it's important that we have these discussions that we all know that we go through these times of being depressed and, you know, but instead of sitting there and dwelling on it, like, you said like your grandma taught you and like how you look at doing these Instagram lives and how yeah. I kind of look at doing these podcasts and setting schedules for the family and stuff is it's okay. We got, no, I, I can't be doing any of this shit because I got stuff I got to do yeah. tomorrow, yep. you know? And what I find, and I know me and you've talked about this to leak is for me, like, it's always like tomorrow, like, okay, you know what? Today's a little bit better. It was better than it was yesterday. And then I might have a day where I'm like, man, today was a bad day. But the next day is usually never as bad as the day before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you can find that one moment. And I know something for me I try to keep in mind is I try not to let, you know, 10 minutes ruin my whole damn day. You right. know, because I can sit there and dwell on something for 10 minutes and let it go and i'm better but i'm also one of those people i can sit there and dwell on something that happened for two minutes and dwell on that shit all day and all of a sudden i'm in a vicious vicious cycle and you know those are the days i usually just kind of go out into the garage and i'm not around yeah you know and then i feel horrible as a dad because my kids suffer because of that but they suffer if i'm around because i'm um I don't really have a direction to go in this. It's just something I wanted to share on that. Um, Cause I feel like it's important, like I said, to justify me just sharing yeah. random thoughts like this. No, it, it is. It's, it's important to talk about, you know, and especially like you guys kind of touched on this before, but you know, like for, for myself, obviously I'm not a, ma a male, um, but like it was, it was okay for me when I was growing up to talk about being sad or, you know, to cry or to, you know, be depressed or to go to therapy, which are all things that I did when I was younger, you know, but there's such a stigma for men that like, and, and I don't even understand like why or where it comes from, but you know, from what I understand, like it, it seems to be common that it's, it's something that's taught in the home and then also reinforced in, in friends. Is that right? Yes, it definitely is. It definitely is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I can't speak on home because I was raised by a single mom, right? Like, so um, a, a woman can't teach you to be a man is what they say, right? They can do their I mean, best. My grandma raised me. My grandma raised me, so I understand. <laughs> single, <laughs> single mom. 
Yeah. So yeah, yeah you know, so and you guys share that yeah. of having your grandmother's raised. Yeah, my grandma but, raised me too. You know, um, but so my mom did her best, but she couldn't ever teach me how to be a man. So I searched for mm-hmm. that, like with you know my for, peer group, and in your peer group, you never want to be the guy that cries. You know, you never want to be the guy that's sad or upset because you know you're looked down upon for that. So you're always trying to act tougher than you are. And so you bottle stuff up and you bury it deep. And then as you get older, it's just, let's not talk about it because it's easier that way. Um, you know, and hopefully as you get older, as a man, you, you learn a, a good coping mechanism, mechanism, right? Yeah. Like for some guys, it's, it's hitting the gym every day right. for right. three hours and just yeah. getting it out or going for a walk or painting or hosting an Instagram live or doing a podcast mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it is, whatever, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Whatever makes them happy and, yeah. and makes them look forward to it. Um, but I know there's a lot of guys that, that, doesn't happen for and that's where you know you got to find that one thing that you can let yourself into kind of like forget about who you are forget about whatever you're going through and just focus on that whatever it may be i mean if it's writing an essay you know whatever you got to do yeah yeah no i i just i i think it's i think it's important too to just you know talk about and recognize like where things like this come from you know what i mean because we can't make a change unless we understand how how it started you know and where it comes from and i think there's often like a misconception about you know men not being willing to you know express their feelings as freely you know especially among like uh, 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 women, you know, there's this misconception yeah. that, you know, men don't express emotion and stuff like that because they don't want to be vulnerable. But I think that it goes deeper than just being a choice of being like, no, I don't want to be vulnerable. I think it goes deeper yeah. into, like we said, you know, where it's, it's a social thing and we got to figure out how to break that, you know? So like, how, how do we break that? Do we, you know, is it just talking about it or, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you can just like, um, you know, the stigma, that's what it is. I feel yeah. like people like, you know, like something I'm doing, just speaking up about it, you know, um, keep talking about speaking about it, you know, having support groups, like just any group, a men group and everything. So you can get the message out there. Cause it's hard, you know, like you said, the stigma is basically you can't, have no, you can't be like emotionally, you can't, you know, and that's how I feel like me. I also like a lot of friends, and like, I think when I started going to church and I started be telling my story about what happened to me, me, it's so emotional. Like, a lot of people didn't know how to be around me or wanted to be around me because they're not used to that. You know, I'm so emotional, I'm so open about my story, I'm so happy to tell it, you know, but it's a person, yeah, I keep talking about it. Maybe one day somebody or people will listen, you know, right, right. Well, and here's kind of back to both of you guys Sorry. is no, 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 no. I, I just want to say like to answer your question, I think, yes, the first step is we start talking about it, right? Because the more people talk about it, the more an open conversation and open dialogue becomes common course in society. And that's how it happens. Yeah. Right. And, and it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, but society changes quickly. Right. And we've had this discussion on a ton of different topics, even like go back to like gay marriage. Right. 20 years ago, everybody was, quote unquote, against it. Right. But in 10 years, it went to like 70 percent uh, were for it. 
you know, so change can happen once the discussion starts, the dialogue starts happening over and over again. And so that's the first step. Mm -hmm. And it's something we have to do because like, I'm just kind of pulling up statistics while we're talking. I'm not going to be able to do it long because my phone's going to die. But in the Western (laughs) world, males die by suicide three to four times more often than females. The greater male frequency is increased in those over the age of 65. Um, but here's the interesting thing. Suicide attempts are between two and four times more likely with women, but men are more successful. More successful, yeah. So if if yeah. a man's gonna commit suicide, odds are he's going to commit suicide, where a woman's gonna try it more often and probably not. And I think that's even a sign of a woman's mental health is knowing that it's really a cry for help more than, then I really want to do this where men, when it gets to that point, it's too, it's too late. And that's, we have more outlets, you know what I mean? And, and, and I think that's the problem is, you know, I think that's another step that we have to take is, or that, and, and yeah, actually, you know what? I will say we, because I think that, women can play an an important part in this as well. But, you know, I think everybody needs to step up and, you know, be there for your friends when you see them struggling, you know, yeah. as men, you know, don't turn your back on your fellow man that you see struggling, you know, talk to them, op- be open. And, you know, we have to break that stigma that it's not okay to yes. talk about how you feel. Exactly. And, we have to we have to have an open heart and an open ear when someone turns to us with that right yeah you know and we have to be able to swallow our ego as men and our pride and be able to realize hey i need some help i can't do this on my own and that's okay so go search out those support groups that nambi offers you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you know talk to talik i mean talik is a hundred percent like will respond to you if you are looking yeah. for help. And, yes. I mean, 100%, like he's not going to be like, oh no, this is just, you know, no, he's going to point you in the right direction. He's going to talk yeah. with you. I mean, shit, if you need to, I will post my Instagram on this. You can reach out to me and I am not a qualified person to talk to at all, but I yeah, will absolutely, yeah, but I will absolutely direct you in the right place. And we are going yeah. to link a whole bunch of shit on the bottom of this episode. Yes. With all these tags, we're going to do the suicide hotline, men's yes. mental health organizations, NAMI, we're going to get to leaks, my Instagram, we're going to put that all out there yep. because this is such an important discussion that it needs to be promoted and we need to have this conversation. Yeah. Now, with that being said, I know we've had probably about 25, 30 minutes of some pretty deep discussions, everything yeah. from male suicide <laughs> to to Leek's story, a little bit of my story. We'll get back into it. I'm sure we're going to have some ebbs and flows, but I want to get into the challenge for a little bit because this that's that's why we're here on this yeah. podcast. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, Talik, yeah. me and him, first thing we started talking about was the challenge and mental health. Yeah. And so <laughs> um, and that can be one of your ways for mental health is to have that escape and part of our escape is to sit there and look forward to man we got the challenge next week let's see what happens yeah yep now talik 
please tell us your challenge story. How did you become a challenge fan? How um, long? How long have you been one? What's your story? Give us the give us the whole bit. I was I would say I, so. It started off watching Royal Room when I was uh-huh. young and stuff like that. So I think the first Royal Room that I watched, well, I probably was excited for it because it was in my hometown. It was Philadelphia, so yeah. <laughs> I was excited like, about that. I was, yeah. Yeah, I was excited. It was in my hometown. <laughs> that MJ, one had, had MJ Landon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paramo and all of them. Yeah, I don't think I've I've, I've seen that season. I'm probably gonna have to go it's back a good and season. find. Yeah, it's a good season. So um, that was good. So I started watching from there. So then I started watching the challenge. So I think the first challenge I ever watched was you know, I had to sneak to watch this stuff. My grandma didn't want me to watch it. Was um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Battle of the Sexes too? I believe that's the first challenge I watched. Nice. I nice. Before, yeah, I probably didn't watch. So I need to go back and watch. But I, that's the first challenge I watched. So I started watching. You know, seasons after that, after that, and then I did stop watching like a long period of time until like a couple years ago. I had to catch up on some stuff. Pop back up. up, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, then I'm going to start asking you some questions, like we asked our challenge guests. Okay. So, like, you have to build a team. You're going to do a season. You have to pick one other male to be a partner with, and two women to partner with to try to win the final. Who's the other guy and the two women you're partnering with? So, uh, so the other man I'm gonna pick is my homeboy Polly. Like Polly, nice. I'm picking Polly, and the two other females I'm gonna pick is um, Cara and Jim. Oh, there you go. I, I like it. it. And they're yeah. friends yeah. too, so they work good together. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, all three of them. Yeah. Like if I get tired, I know Polly will be like, get the hell up. <laughs> 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 right? Shit, I mean, Polly and Carr are both strong enough. I mean, they could probably help you too. Dude, you know what I mean? Their workouts on IG are freaking insane. Like I get tired just watching <laughs> them. <laughs> right? Right. Okay. Yeah, no, I like that one. I've always like I don't know. I'm kind of like a punk when I do it because I'm always like, all right, CT, Laurel, <laughs> and Emily Schramm, yeah. and Emily Schramm, yeah, yeah, Jenny West, yeah, Jenny West, yeah. yeah, just just to be an ass. But like, if I wanted to do it like for entertainment, like just to laugh my ass off while I'm doing this stuff, I'd probably yeah. say like Wes. Uh, That's a good one. Yeah, Wes is a good one, it's and then yeah. I don't know. Cam's good. I like Cam, but like. I'm going to have to say like Laurel and Kara on the same team, just because how much they would, how much they would fight. I would just be entertained the whole time. Bro. I just, it'd be like putting Amanda and Tori on the same team. now. You know what I mean? That would be crazy. That'd be messy. They're going to do that. You know that. Oh yeah. It's just a matter of time before freaking Tori and Amber, or I'm sorry, Tori and Amanda are partners. Arrivals for. Yep. <laughs> well, that's my speculation. I'll send you. Like I, I did a little bit of artwork. I still got to post those yeah. on IG. Um, of what I thought, like the next three seasons are going to be because they usually do them as trilogies, and yeah. they've been talking about Battle of the X's and Rivals, like on their page. So I love Battle of the X's. You know what? I would uh, like Battle of the X's if they set it up like, and they had like. A group, they built it out in teams. Like they had a team of same sex male couples, you know what I mean? And then a team of same sex women couples. 
and then uh, a team of hetero uh, women male couples and they competed two teams of those and they compete against each other yeah. to who would win the final i think that'd be really interesting it would create a lot of diversity too yeah so with better the exes that means like basically you dated that person so when you think about when i think about that right i think about like my lgbtq people like yeah. it's not many people that dated each other you know they pulling people from the challenge and different shows or they just pulling people who that choose to date outside that never did a show like how would that you know how would that work I right. think you could do it a couple different ways, depending on like, yeah. so if you're doing like for, let's say, uh, gay males, I would say you could do like yeah. Derek C and like Marlon, for instance. Right. Or you could do like Derek C. And I know he hooked up with another guy. I can't think of his name. They didn't date. They hooked up on they hooked up on rivals. Oh, too. Oh, see, that's the season I need to really watch over again. You like, watch I wanna, it. That's, Dude, a, that's the season that that Wes and CT won, right? Yeah, yeah. that was CT's first so, win. Yeah, I think I watched that again. Yeah, Dude, it's the be- honestly, it's in my opinion, it's the best season still to this day, other than maybe Dirty Thirty. It's it's in my top three for sure. Yeah, yeah I remember when CT it was CT and Wes versus Johnny. I remember it. Yeah, that whole final was was just, just killer. Oh my god! If you look back at Stack, Marlon killed that. You got CT West, Bananas yeah. Frank, and then Jordan and Marlon. Yeah. And if they don't flip the kayak, they might beat Bananas and Frank and really kind of push CT and West. I don't know yeah. if they win, but they they push them right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you got Emily Schramm and Paula Walnuts, and then you got Cara, Cara Cook, Cook uh, and then Cook, yeah. DM and Anissa. Like yep. there was like oh, that yeah. season was so stacked. Such like a good season, but they could do it. Like That's and cool. then they could do like. Coriel this last season I know he made out with Polly and that's all it really takes because they did that with Jordan and Sarah Jordan and Sarah like he made out I'm sorry he made out with who uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I messed that up. Uh, no, Polly. Polly. I fucked up. Um, Huey. Huey. Huey and Corey oh. Lay made and out. Then, and, and then Huey also made out with Gabo apparently too. Yeah. Yeah. So I know Gabo and Ashley hooked up too. Gabo, yeah. True. I know. What's the name? Huey. I didn't watch that season like that. I just watched it. I did watch it with you. I didn't watch that season, but it seemed like they would bring him back. I remember him from um, Big Brother. I believe he was on. Yeah, Big Brother UK. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's. I remember. I saw some clips on YouTube, so I remember that show. Karina <laughs> got the chance to interview him. I wasn't there for it, but he seems like a character. Dude, like, he's so fun. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, I, I adore Huey. <laughs> I, saw that he was on, I saw like a clip that he was on. I was like, oh, that's that guy. And I see like a YouTube videos when he was with the other guy. I listen. He, he is a character. He so is. I'm yeah. pretty sure they would bring him back. I'm pretty sure they would bring him back. Yeah, I, sure. I think they would too. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he had some controversial shit happen on Twitter, like <sighs> shortly after, yeah. like in the middle of the season. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I don't really know. It didn't seem like the it, it seemed like the fan base approached his issue a little bit different than they have approached other people's issues, and they kind of approached it more as like a teaching opportunity i don't know so i don't really know that what's going to happen with that with mtv because it was also like i don't know what and then like a month later everything broke out with leroy so i have no idea it's hard to say well i i still think the whole not the whole reason leroy put it out then well i think the reason he put it out right then is because he 
found out something about the Ashley Josh situation. Yeah, I think he knew. Now he that's, knew more. that's just a rumor. Yeah. And that's what I just believe. I, I don't yeah. know if it's right or not. And I don't know anyone. I haven't talked to anyone. That's like, totally regardless. Right I'm, regardless, I'm glad he put it out. I'm glad he did. And I'm glad that you talked to Brandon about it. Yes. And Brandon talked yeah. about all of that, because I remember that on Cutthroat when Camilla was picking and she didn't like that was weird. And when she picked him and said, let's add some color to the team, like even yeah. me watching that back today, then, yeah, like not even today, watching it back then, I was like, damn, that's fucked. I remember thinking, yeah, watching it when it aired, like that's not like that's that's, that's not acceptable, not okay, dude. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, when I asked him about it, I was so like, I forgot, I did, I think I asked him a question about the whole Leroy thing, and when he said that, and I saw people in the comments saying what she said. I said, oh, yeah, she did say that. Let's ask her to come on the yeah. I could not, I was like, yo, that is crazy that she said that and she got away with it. That is crazy. Yeah. Well, and people like excuse her. They'll be like, oh, well, that was, you know, 2000. I, no. Okay. Because like I said, I remember watching it when it aired. And that shit was weird then, like not okay. Like what? The yeah, fuck? like saying racist comments were just was just as unacceptable in two thousand whatever as it is today. Like it hasn't changed that much. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, in my opinion, it's just least. it's just stupid. And like, stop making excuses for well, shit like that because of the year. Here's the thing: it, it would be different. Like I think, and I think everybody has their own opinion, right? And I can't judge anyone's. Um, feeling of being offended by someone saying something and especially when it wasn't said to me but I feel, think like what Jordan did like on real world um, with Naya and Marlon that was wild I think you know he said some really fucked up shit but I also think he's made amends with them and he's tried to groan and so some people are able to look past that right and say all right maybe he that was just a one-time thing and he's right. a better person now and, and maybe some people don't and that's fine either way um but with like camilla it was like a repeated thing that happened over over and yeah. over again and she never took accountability for it you know yeah. what i mean so yeah uh you know, I'm glad she's that goes, that goes to that goes to show that like people, no matter where you at in your life, right? You gotta watch what you tweet, post, and everything because you don't you don't know where you're gonna be at in life. And, yeah. and that one second people will pull up that old stuff that you posted and it can ruin your career. Well, it, just like with the Emmy thing, you know, with that X Factor video getting pulled up from like uh, 2018 or something like that. And, you know, and then the fans got pissed about that. And it's like, I'm curious to see if she gets called back too. can I ask, can I ask your opinion on that to leak? Because I'm, I'm, I want to learn and I don't, like I said, I'm not blackmail, so I can't really have an mm -hmm. opinion, like really justified on this. So I want your opinion on it. Um, so she said the N word while rapping a song uh, on X factor in Romania. Right. Yeah. And it's not right to do like, I mean, I listen to rap and, when I was younger, did I rap along word for word? Yes. But now knowing that it's not right to do, period, I've changed yeah. my behavior to Learning, try to reflect growth. that. Learning yeah. and growth, yeah. like, because nobody's perfect. But my curiosity on this subject with her, because if she's from America, it's a straight up no, right? But because she's from Romania, which is like a completely different culture, and they don't really know about yeah. American history like how we know about American history. But I mean, maybe they do. Only she can answer herself. I, I think it's just I think it's one of those 
it's in a gray zone instead of it being really solid yeah. yes or no. And I just wanted your opinion on it. Well, you know, using that word is unacceptable. I try not to use that word, like, whatever you add an A to it, or, you know, I try not to use that word at all. But yeah. I can't say, I, like, I don't watch, I didn't watch that season, and you said she's from Romania. Maybe, like, she, maybe if she doesn't have no black friends, maybe they didn't tell her, because it could possibly mean that she didn't know, you know, she just listened to music growing up and just thought it was okay. But if you don't have, like, a black friend there telling you, hey, this is not okay, people are going to use it and stuff like that. So, like, for that, I say, like, like, if some people, sometimes you need black friends or somebody that's gonna say, "Oh no, bro, that's not cool to say. That's not a word that you just use freely and everything." But some people don't have that, you know. To tell them, nobody like check them and say, "Hey, this is wrong." So if you don't have nobody saying that, then you're gonna think it's okay to use it. I guess over there is different than you know in America. This is a little different here. Yeah, it's just it, it's just weird, you know what I mean? Because like. You're right. It's 100%. Like, no matter what, it's wrong. Don't say it. And especially as if you're not a person of color, especially if you're not, really, if you're not a black male or a black woman, I there's no acceptable reason to use it, in my opinion. No. What was was her response to, did she have a response to why she said it, or? I didn't catch it. I I don't remember catching her response. She might not have, you know. I'll look it up. I really like having these conversations where I learned something, because, like, I, I, can't like i just feel bad because like i not like i feel bad because that's the wrong word to use but Mm -hmm. i don't feel right passing judgment because it's not on me right right you know and and i feel like i'm in a position where i should ask questions and try to be educated on it and get your opinion you know what i mean and i think it's one of those situations where there's so much like variable information um that you'd have to break down well and i think there's variable opinions on this as well and i just want to make sure that the view that the listeners understand that we also understand that that like yeah you know us talking to like one you know one person doesn't we understand that that doesn't reflect how every single person might feel about this um but you know we do think it is important to open up dialogue and to ask questions and be willing to learn, you know, from the sources that you have available and around you, you know, and just be willing to yeah. accept the growth. So. Look at us just, just branching all over subjects. And to man, I know it's late there. So yeah. if it gets to a point where you're like, bro, I got to check out, just let us know. We're good. Yeah. You know I'm, good. I mean? I'm good. I'm good. Right. I'm good until one o'clock. I'm good. All right. So I'm, I'm actually curious though. Um, at, because we were we were talking a minute ago about you know how you got started watching the challenge and everything yeah. um so of the seasons that you have seen of the challenge what what's been your favorite one to watch so far like what's the one that you love the most so i love oh i can't really get this number mixed up i love when um davon and paulie started on a challenge I, is that, God. Is that, uh, that was final one, reckoning right? Yeah. Final Reckoning, yeah. I love that, but I think I love the one after with, with Turbo came on. I love that one. That's one of my worlds. favorites right there. Yeah. One. yeah, I love no. that. Um, that's one of my favorites. It was like real authentic and everything. You know, not that much drama. It was really good, yeah. It was a good yeah. season. I, and I love Devon. I love her. Me too. Oh, I hope y'all can get her one. I just hope y'all can get her one day. She just be out of bubble sometimes. I hope we can. I would love to talk to her one day. Like Bro, she would be so amazing to talk to. If you get her, I'm gonna just be on the live the whole time. Like Talik, ask her for me. Ask her. I don't know if that would happen because I don't think she did <laughs> all this stuff. I would love to. 
but she'd probably be more willing to come sit down with you and us. talk about like mental health yeah. and stuff like that than she would talk about challenge stuff with us because yeah i'm pretty sure she's yeah. told the challenge world to f off at this point yeah she you know was good it. but her commentary was so good it was better because they doubted her, they doubted her in that season. And she beat D. D was talking all that trash. Yep. And she beat D. And made it all the way. I think that's September. Didn't she awesome. beat Jenna too? Beat yeah, she beat Jenna. Yeah. yeah, beat Barbie. Beat That's what I'm saying about Devon was Devon was fucking tough. Like she just got yeah. a, a crap card because she got partnered with Bear. Yeah, like if she would have got partnered with like CT or she yeah. got part- literally anybody else there or like. And I know people don't like Zach, but like Devon's like a strong enough woman that she could have stood up yeah. to Zach and yeah. they would have worked yeah. well together, I think. And like yeah. she just needed somebody that was going to be better than Bear. You know what I mean? I Bear wish she was only there for, for, for entertainment. <laughs> yeah, that's really all she, it was. Yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> I like War of the Worlds one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I wish a I lot do of like, people... I do like part two, though. Part two. Yeah. I thought. I thought it was something I thought it was funny as hell. <laughs> just like the whole Josh and Paulie just fought demise. I thought that was the funniest thing that I actually oh my God. recorded, put it on Instagram story, and Paulie were supposed to like what he called it, like Paula and Cardi's um, clip. <laughs> I, thought it was funny, I thought it was the funniest thing ever. It was funny. That season was funny. I think that might have been one of the most entertaining seasons. Is that the one where Polly kisses Theo? Yeah. When they're yes. like, when he's yelling at him and shit. I love yes. that part. That part is so funny. Oh <laughs> I love it every time I see it. Like, because if you really think about it, that cast was so fire. You got Laurel, Bananas, yeah. Jordan, Wes, Tori, yes. Ashley Mitchell, yes. Cam, Leroy. Na- Nani, Leroy, Dude. Cam, uh, Cara, Polly, Josh, like and, it was just a fire. And cat. then on the women's strange. side, you, you have like a whole, I can't, or on can't the name UK everybody. side, you have a whole other fire. Josh Rogan. Jo- Georgia. Uh, Georgia. Wow. Jenny West. Yeah. 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 Ninja was, a, was on that season. It was season. a badass season. Yeah. It was. And for then, sure. oh my God. Yeah. Just. Both of the War of the Worlds yeah. were really good. Both of them. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah. I don't know what happened after that, but we. <laughs> <laughs> no. COVID. Yeah, no, you know what? They, no, I just, I, yeah, I just, I stopped watching it. Yeah. They, doing it in the bunker was such, that was such a misstep because, like, the best part of the challenge is them being in a dope house with yeah. a pool in a tropical area. Because, I mean, that's half the entertainment. You want to see them party and bullshit. Well, and the then the very next yeah. season, they throw them in, in Iceland where it's freezing. And yeah. you know what I mean? So it was just like they set themselves up for failure with this set of three. I'm hoping the next yeah. set of three will be better. Look, yeah, in my- so I hope you listen to the comments and the fans. Listen to the fans, guys. Don't TV listen to the fans. <laughs> Look, I'm going to be honest, though, Talik. Like, if you watch this last season, 37... Um, and you just like ignore the explosions and the spy theme, like just ignore yeah. that, right? It's like three different seasons in one. It's like fresh meat in the beginning because all the rookies partner up with vets, and then yeah. in the second half of the season, it's like cutthroat because they got three different teams that are battling, and yeah, then the second half. It's kind of like a double agents where it's like two partners teamed up and then they go into the final. Right. Yeah. So it's a cool little season. If you can get past it, it's just super long. It, it took them like 
four months to get it over with. So, so the season that's on now, the season before that, is that like double agents? That was the season so, before that? So yeah. yeah, we just had spies, lies, and allies. Then the season before that was double agents. Then it was totally. So I, I did watch most of the, the double agents because I was so proud of um I know this girl gets a lot of flat, but I love Amber B. That's Amber oh, B. oh my god, I love, we her. love her. Um love I said Amber. this to her in her inbox. I said the party. I said that yeah, I feel like the big brother lions hate hate Fessy and Casey was hate on because they wanted to be the first big brother winner ever. And you keep it real, she's the first big brother winner. On the challenge that yeah, before them, you know, beautiful black girl. You know, I feel like they was mad. Like I still see a little bit of this season, like they didn't trust. Her. I feel like that's why they was a little distrust because they wanted that title first. Everybody wanted that title for Big Brother. Yeah, Paulie wanted oh, it. Yeah. You know, Paulie wanted it. Everybody wanted it, but she got it first. She yeah. killed it in that. Um, CT. I did watch her. She did kill it in that um final with CT. So yeah. she had a great partner. In fact, he was salty. Sorry. He yeah. was. No, she she fucking killed it, dude. Like CT told her, you know, I just need you to run. And she did, dude. She, <laughs> yes, she fucking <laughs> she ran her ass off. And you know what? And like people say, like CT carried her. And I, I don't I don't buy that shit, dude. She won that first. Yeah, I don't buy that she won that first um that first checkpoint where they had to, you know, run up the hill and get the little thing and put the code together and shit like that. Like she beat Casey yeah. and you know, like, so I don't, I don't buy that. And we learned in another interview that um, her and CT did with the official challenge podcast that that whole math thing, like everybody had to complete their own math. So she completed her own math problem. Um, regardless of the fact that people say CT did her math for her, that wasn't a yeah. lot. And they talked about that on the podcast. So like, I don't, I don't accept that shit. She kicked ass. Okay. If you have said that, they just made. Exactly. Sorry, They're just mad. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. there's so many like people who come back to the challenge year after year after year. You know, and like, no disrespect. Like, we've got our nannies yeah. and our nieces and stuff. And it's like, and then Amber comes and boom, gets a win out the gate. So it's like, yeah, of course people are mad. Like, of course this is jealousy. Like, get over it. Not do like, and I think with her, I don't think she notices. They, I don't know if she ever spoke about it. Like, it's what like you had a black female winner when the when the when the challenge, you know? Mm-hmm. That was like monumental for me. You know, I was like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, she killed it. Instead of like Big Brother support her, they just do hate on her. I'm just like, yep. <laughs> Question. Yes. Do you watch any other reality TV shows like Big Brother? Um, I just watch Big Brother. I'm not watching Celebrity, but I gotta start watching Celebrity Big Brother. Um, I watch Big Brother. Big Brother and um, the challenge. That's all the well, okay. challenge show, like competition shows I watch. Did you watch this last season of Big Brother with the cookout? <sighs> yes, I, I did. Well, I watched most of it, but then I don't. What do I probably with Big Brother? I gotta get off of Instagram because they tell you the stuff that happened. It makes you don't want to watch it. Like I, yeah. I don't know how I follow these pages and be like. This person, this person won't be there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did watch the season. That season was, um, that season was good. That season I love it. Dude, it was, that shit was it. so impressive. Like the way yeah. that Tiffany like planned all that of that is... out and then executed every single step exactly yeah. the way she yeah. planned. Oh my God. That was so boss. Like I, it, it, I she ranks up there with like, Paul Abraham, I think, and like uh, Janelle, as far as like best players to never win. You know what I mean? As far as not winning the season, like she's a really good player. But that whole squad, like anyone, like even Derek Frazier could have played it right. He could have gotten a Josh win. I didn't see outside of the window of it happening. 
Um, but with that being yeah with that being said though like everybody else on that squad like i could have seen hannah winning it or chada however you want to say it um any of them i want tiffany to win i want tiffany to win i know she's gonna be the first one i know she's gonna be the first one to go because her basic page was so perfect i said is everyone gonna go and boom she was going and the timing was set up i I really wanted to see her and xavier sitting in the final two is tiffany and xavier Xavier was not going to he he knew he would have lost he he knew he would have lost he would have lost for sure speaking of dude that's who you should reach out to though is kylan he might do an instagram live that would be a good one um, yeah, I think we to him. Dude, I think you guys are having a very good conversation, in, in my opinion. I'm trying to reach out to like, different people. I've been trying to reach out to people on Big Brother. So uh, let's see how this goes. I've reached, reached out to a couple. Let's see how Have you ever thought about like bringing on a woman to talk? Like, I know you've done what, uh, mental health with two women, but have you thought about like reaching out to like maybe Anissa? I could try. She is from Philly, but I'll see how that works. Yeah. I'll, I'll try. Yeah. I know she's from Philly. Hit up but, Tori, um, too. I could, I could try. But Tori, oh, yeah, I can try. I can try. Because I would love to get, like, my thing with, like, mental health thing with reality stars. I know they got to go through some, like, shit. And they mind. I know, like, being on TV, we're living it over and over. I know they can, like, be bad on people with mental health. So that's the reason, you know, like, I did Paulie, you know. I know Paulie got, like, a bad rep. <laughs> Nobody like him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, in my opinion, like, on Paulie, like, Something happened to him after War of the Worlds too. Because if you watch him on the reunion show, it's not Polly that you see all the other times. Like something's a little bit different on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying he was having a mental breakdown by any means. I'm saying he might have had a couple too many, you know, rum and cokes before he went on stage. <laughs> um, it was like a lot of stuff. It was like a, a lot of behind the scenes thing. You know, him and Josh like, been so fight. I saw the video. Yeah. And I was like, uh, then after that, you know, he ain't been on the seasons, but you know. Well, Josh is Josh is their favorite. I know Josh gets a lot of hate. I actually like Josh. Um, I like him by himself. I don't like the alliance. I just. I would never ever respect his win on Big Brother. I feel like they cheated Paul so bad because the jury was bitter. I just like he said something. He said something to Paul. He said, "Yeah, he said something to him like, yeah, because I won this and something like that." I'm just like, bro, stop saying that. You got that by because the jury is better. Paul should have won. Everybody, the whole America know Paul should have won. If it was at the American, they probably would have voted for Paul. You know, I guess he's not a bad person. He's just like, you know, I, and I do like that Josh works his motion on the sleeves. I do like that. You know, people get mad at him for crying, you know, but, you know, I had to look at him like, you know what? He's a man and he's like not hiding his emotions. He's like, you know how he feels. I can't respect that about him. But that win, I can't. Well, see, and look, and this is this is a perfect example. Like, and this kind yeah. of brings us back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the episode. And this yeah. is like a great example of the social influences that people can have like yeah. look how much hate he gets because he expresses his emotions as yeah. a man and that's not okay like the amount of the fan base that attack him because he is emotional like really like it blows my mind because it's like we're we're supposed to be you know and it, it'll be the same people that talk about mental health and how important it is and all this stuff and but he's yeah. just a little bit too emotional like what is that supposed yeah. to mean what is too emotion like i don't know and i think that that's a big issue and like you said reality stars deal with this stuff a lot you know and especially like if you follow sarah rice or if you've heard her story at all or talk to her yeah. at all like 
she's a great example because she deals with this stuff. You know, that's, that's the kind of work that she does is she works a lot with reality stars because there is no aftercare. There is no help or anything like that. And so maybe, Maybe MTV need to hire her for every time somebody come on for reality show, talk to them because she's. It would be well. She yeah, she's would, mentioned she that it. has she. She's mentioned it on a couple podcasts that she wants to do that, and I think it would she be should. smart because it would be really smart. As much as we hear from multiple different people that they come home and they need like a month or two to like kind of get their head yeah. right and get back to who they are, it, it would probably be really smart on them. And I think, yeah, yeah to kind of second what you said about Josh, like. How can we as, you know, especially our generation, I'm saying everyone from like Gen X to millennials and to the whatever the Gen Y or Gen Z, Gen Z, whatever the new generation is right behind us. If we're going to be really serious about mental health and we're going to make a change, we can't fucking clown on some dude because he cries on TV and he wears his emotions on sleeve. Yeah. And especially off a TV edit because at the end of the day, like we've talked to a bunch of different challengers and I, not even who we talk to, don't take our word for it. Take bananas or take Tori or Anissa or Amanda or Ashley or anyone who actually knows Josh. Literally anybody CT. Yeah. They love him. They say he's the most loyal guy ever. And they like, and it's also been yeah. made very clear that like his edits are made to look like he cries a lot. So like he might cry once or yeah. twice, but they'll cut it and chop it up and edit it to make it look like he <laughs> cried four times yeah. in, in one episode. And it's like he cried for five minutes after losing, you know, or whatever. And like, that's normal. OK, cool. So he, he was sad yeah. and he was d- disappointed and that's how he deals with it. And that's OK. It's OK. You know, and I think that we need more people to, you know, to stand up and be like, no, that it's it's okay to to be sad and to cry and to have emotions and feelings, you know. One hundred percent. And, you know, kind of circling back into the mental health and, um, you know. I, I haven't even told Karina this, but me and Talik have been kind of going back and forth and he asked me and I told him just recently, and this is, I'm going to tell you something that nobody knows. Um, literally haven't even told my kids. Uh, I probably won't tell my kids for a couple of days. I haven't told anyone except like just a few people. Um, but anyways, I'm going to go on to leaks Instagram live at some point. I think we're talking what March sometime in March. If you're, if you're yeah, still on, March, on yeah. there. Uh, I'm going to go on there and talk about some of my, uh, some of my uh, things that have happened growing up that have made me into the person that is slightly psychotic, but (laughs) socially acceptable levels of crazy um, with Talik. And I'm probably going to cry on there because everybody cries with Talik. It's just how it is. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Everybody cries with Talik. Which to leave. Yeah. Out that day, and I tried back to bug us after crying. I was like, I was like, because he was like doing something. He said, hold on real quick. I was like, I'm thinking to my, you know, this is live. You can't yeah. really, you know, I can't cut nothing out. I was like, is he crying to myself? I was like, oh my God. I was like, don't cry. <laughs> Bro, I, I teared up a little bit because look, yeah. look, it's a, it's a topic that, I mean, especially all of us yeah. right here can talk about. And we've all lost somebody that's close to us. With And what Brandon was crying about is losing his dad. Yeah. And uh, Talik, you've mentioned that you lost your your mom and your sister yeah. relatively yeah. close, like within like a 18 nine months, months period, from nine, nine months. months from wow. Yeah. 
um, I lost in, and then myself, I've lost my dad. He died in a car accident. Um, so it was really sudden, unexpected, uh, back in October of 2019. And literally two days after my dad passed away, Karina's grandmother who raised her passed away. Yeah. So it was like, you know, like it was really tough. it It was a tough situation because like, you know, like, we find out my dad's been in a car accident. I got to drive 10 hours to go see him. He's okay. I'm talking to him. He goes in for a surgery and the next day he's incubated and I can't talk to him. He can't move his lower extremities. Yeah. I come back a week and a half later. He can't move anything from, you know, his shoulders down. He has to have a breathing pump, all that. And then three days later, my stepmom tells me like, he's on life support. We're going to pull the plug. And so I drive down there to say my goodbyes. As I'm driving down there, she calls me. She goes, my grandmother's in the hospital. I got to go see her. I'm like, all right, well, you, you know, I'll be back in 10 hours. Um, I turn around, get back. And, you know, I'm still trying to deal with my dad dying. And she's trying to, you know, figure out, hey, how do I help my husband who's dealing with this loss and help help me mourn while she mourns, you know, because my our son just lost his grandfather. And then we turn around and her grandmother passes away. Yeah. And, you know, so it was one of those situations where like, I'm trying to mourn for her. She's trying to mourn for me and for herself. And it took us instead of probably, there's no real timetable on it. Right. But like, I would say going through the normal motions of like really getting a handle on stuff, like maybe 90 days to six months later, it took us about a year, year and a half to really get like, okay, I feel like I'm getting to a point where I'm moving past this, at least for me. I can't, I don't know about you, Karina. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it takes time. And I mean, there are times that it's still difficult, you yeah, know, and that's I truth. mean, I still struggle every June with, you know, my stepfather who passed away 11 years ago, um, yeah. you know, and it's still hard to make it through the month of June just because of how, you know, significant that time period was for us as a family. But you know, you get through and you find your ways of, you know, making it through those tough times and, and, you know, just, I, yeah, I mean, it's just one yeah. of those things. So, um, I just, I lost my grandma when I was young. So, so I understand it. You know, my grandma yeah. reason I lost her. It's so hard. I that loss, so it is. It's real hard. So, but. But guys, I know well, we haven't really done a lot of justice to the mental health talk portion. No. But that's why we got Talik here because Talik does that what every week now almost every two weeks. It's it's, it's not like that. It's like every week that I but I think in March I'm doing like three times a month, three times each month. Yeah, yeah. So I need a week. I need to yeah. I need to break because I didn't do one this week. So I was like, yeah, it felt good not to just hit the, you know. Well, you got got to take a break. You know, you got to give yourself that time off. And, you know, I mean, as as amazing as it is to be there and to help people tell their stories and to help people get the word out, help, you know, just be there for people to get shit off of their chest. Like sometimes it it can be exhausting, you know, on your own personal mental health. So I think that's a really good idea that you're giving yourself that time to to take a week off to where you can just breathe <laughs> yes trust me I, I enjoyed it trust me <laughs> I'll believe it do we we just took all right so like I don't mind telling the people this so like we both just got over COVID um I got it like a week and a half ago I think I told you about it and yeah. then Karina was done with it earlier this week and she's just now getting over it 
Um, and we were going to, we had a round table, we record, we were going to put out and like Korean's like, I can stare at the screen for 20 minutes editing. Then my headache gets too bad. And I got to walk away. I was like, why are you even trying then? Just let's take the week off. Like, look, I know people enjoy our show and maybe they don't enjoy our show. I don't know, but they can can wait an extra week. You know, they'll be all right. Wait one extra week. They'll understand we got COVID. We got to get through this. But yeah, with that being said, I'm glad you're taking a week off to make sure you're you know, you're making sure your mental health is right. You know what I mean? Taking that time for yourself. Monday, so I'm jumping right and making it two. I got two of them making it Monday and Tuesday. All right, well, I'm like, like, set myself up too. So, Karina, who's he got coming up? Looks like you have another one on the 22nd with Brian B. Thomas and Jared Denzel. And then yes. um, you have another one on the 23rd um with uh let me see with brandon bird and um reginald howard so seriously guys just just go follow talik and just watch for his lives because just turn your notifications on trust me these lives are like really great to watch and definitely want to go show your support for this so just go follow his page turn notifications on and you will be notified every time he goes live and on top of that when you go to Tleek's page, scroll because the Brandon interviews there, you're going to want to listen to that. That is, I mean, I know it's, we're talking, you know, mental health, but even for our challenge fans, there's a good portion where you, Brandon and Tleek are talking challenge and you hear some good stuff on that. Yeah. But on top of that, the cherry on top, you get some really great mental health talk, which is far better than what we did tonight. And, and I'm sorry, cause we didn't do you guys, uh, we didn't do you a good services talking about mental health, but that's why people need to go to your page and check it out because yes. you're doing it right. Yeah. And with that being said, go back, take a look at the Polly and the Marlin. Oh, that talk one was so amazing. Because that, was that conversation. I never watched any of these interviews. I didn't just take a day just watch it. Back. But um, from what I remember, that was good. Like, I didn't even know they had like an internet beef before. Before, and I was like, oh my God, I just put two people together and never met each other. I was like, oh Lord. <laughs> I was like, Polly, are you going to be good? He was like, no, yeah, yeah. I said, Marley, he's like, yeah, I'm so good. I just want to make sure I even know that. It's like a week before. Yo, you want to hear a funny story about that too? Like, so yes. we interviewed Polly probably like a month before you guys did that, right? Yeah, and Karina sent her the wrong Zoom invite because we were interviewing Polly on a Wednesday, and then that Saturday yeah. we were having Marlon on like one of these roundtables where we were just talking about the episode yeah. that was on, and she sent him the Marlon interview invite, and he was like, "Yo, are y'all trying to set us up or something?" Like, you know, we beefed, and we're like, "No, no, it was just a fuck up." You yeah, know what I, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> he thought we were trying to get it like to drop, like to make some drama happen. I was like, "Nah, bro, we're not trying no, to do all that. We don't do that. It's fine. We're just dumb." <laughs> but um, anyways, guys, I know we're all over the place as always, but yeah. go check out Talik's page. Go follow these lives. If you guys are dealing with anything, you're looking for a support group, we're going to link the Nambi page below. Reach out to Talik, reach out to myself, reach out to the fan page, the challenge fandom page. We're going to be able to direct you in some ways, at least be able to give you some links to look at some more resources. If you need to talk to somebody, reach out to the crisis hotline. Um, And there's multiple ways of doing it. You can 
call them. If you don't want to call, if you get anxious about calling people and you want to text, you can text them, uh, text home, H-O-M-E to 741-741. You can also just give uh, also the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255. You can also go online and do a chat if you don't want to talk on the phone. If you don't even want to talk to a stranger and you just need to call your friend, don't don't let your ego and pride stop you. Pick up that phone, call your buddy, talk to him, be like, bro, I need 20 minutes of your time because I need to talk about some stuff. You know, I need to get some stuff on my chest and I need some help with my mental health because your friends are going to be there for you. Um, If you need to reach out to myself or to leak, like I said, we're not trained uh, psychologists. Uh, we don't work for the clinics or anything, but at least we can talk to you for a moment and get you to the right direction. Um, Tleek, am I missing anything uh, like that you want to add, that on, you wanna add on to that? No, just, I just want to say thank you for having me on there, especially for you. Thank you for that Josh. I mean, that Josh, um, that Derek interview, you know, that was because of you. Oh, you know, I had the idea. I had the idea. I do watch All Star, so I had the idea. And I was, it was a thought in my mind. I think my head was in But you had the, you, I had the idea, and you, I mean, you had the idea, and you poured it. But I was like, think let's go ahead for it. And then when he had boxing back, I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't <laughs> Because I do watch no. All-Stars more than I watch, you know. Well, good. Well, oh, then uh, when uh, when All-Stars comes back on, we'll have to do like a, an episode recap, have you back on and do like an episode recap for All-Stars 3 when that comes yeah. back on. But yeah, dude, no problem at all. Like, honestly, like we're we're here to support. And, and you know, we said this yeah. in the beginning. I think what you're doing is absolutely incredible in any way that we can help support that and and propel that forward like we are absolutely here for so i'm really glad it all worked out and i'm excited to see the the derek ig live that's going to be really really special so um but yeah man thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with us and chatting with us we definitely want to do it again um you know i think that this was a really good start like rick said i i don't think that we you know did you full justice and i do apologize for that but it's just so hard to kind of get everything in but you know i think this was a really good start um and you know we'd love to have you back on to just kind of keep checking in and keep having these these chats and you know uh, worst case just kind of setting that example for people to show people that like it is okay to to have an open dialogue like this so thank you so much talik it it means the world so much and on top of that talik you know dude you know how i feel if you want to come back on and you want to talk mental health or you want to just come on and talk to challenge you want to just talk some shit or anybody like specific you want to yeah. you want to talk to and you need some help or whatever just let us yeah. know dude like we're we're down yeah. to you know open the platform and you know any way we can yeah. help so so guys anyways um we could sit here and keep talking all night because i know <laughs> me and talik talk most of the time anyways but like like i said um probably a good thing josh and tony both weren't on here because this conversation would probably go for another two hours <laughs> with us all talking about everything but that is going to happen and we're going to have to leak back on here for one yes. of those we're going to have him back on here to talk some talk some shit about challenge especially when That's we get a season going <laughs> yeah um, yep. on a side note if you haven't seen who the cast is for all stars three go take a look bro well, I don't even know what it is. I'm, these pages, we <laughs> post this stuff. So yeah. we already know. This hey, cut, right? It's, it's, it's cut. a good, it's yeah, a good cast. We're not, we might not cut this out, but we'll just okay, say okay. It's, 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 it's a good I, cast. It is a good cast. I know Brandon said in an interview that he was like an alternate for two or, season two or three. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, just like I saw Cook. Did you know Cook was an alternate for All Stars One? Oh, I didn't even know. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah with like, Kahada. Yeah, with Kahada. It's it's wild. Oh, like wow. that's a whole other discussion. Maybe we'll talk about that next time you're on. <laughs> yes, definitely. All right. <laughs> well, Talik, thank you so much for hopping on with us, dude. We truly appreciate it. And uh, guys, like I said, if go follow Talik, go watch these lives. Let's get rid of that stigma that men can't talk about mental health. Let's make mental yeah. health a normal everyday conversation. And it starts with just talking about it. Yep. So guys, go follow Talik. Let's turn this into a movement. Um, all right. Talik. All right, Talik, you have a great night. We'll chat with you later. All right. Talk to you. All right. All right bye. bye. Um, I know I've already said a million times. Let's get rid of the stigma of men's mental health. Let's open up the conversation so we can talk about it. Because as that happens, then it stops being a stigma of men talking about mental health. And then we can start making some real progress. You know, the numbers of men's suicides is a real endemic of this country. And we need to get this turned around. Um, You know, even with women's suicides, we need to be able to have these open discussions. We need to be able to communicate with one another about how we're feeling with these scenes. And we need to understand that not every day is going to be sunshine and bright blue skies. Sometimes we're going to have dark days, but that doesn't mean every day is a dark day. You are going to have the sunshine and blue skies. Just keep it going. One day after another, it gets a little bit better. Um, and that's kind of my message on this. No, I love it. And, and, you know, and I, I stand behind that again, you know, it's, it's hard for me to kind of speak on the direct subject as I'm not a man, but I think you're right. It's, it's very important that people start talking about it. And, you know, like I said, in the interview or in the, you know, during the episode, um, it's, it's important that people start being open to it, you know, be there for your friends, be there for your family, be there for people that you see that are struggling. And, you know, they might just might not be acting the same, or You know, it's, there's little signs that you can tell when somebody's something's just not right with somebody, you know, and reach out, just check on them, ask them if they need to talk, ask them if they need a friend. And, you know, if somebody texts you or calls you and says, Hey, I just need to talk for a minute. Just fuck it, just do it, you know, be there for your friends, be there for your people. And, you know, the only way that this is going to change is by people changing. So, you know, be a part of the solution, set the example. And, you know, like I said, just, just show love to those people that you love and, and be there for them. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it's to kind of go what you're saying, Karina, it's, it's not even necessarily men's mental health. Like that is really important, but at the end of the day, it's mental health as a society, right? It's mental health for women. It's mental health for men. It's mental health, no matter what part of the LGBTQIA, did I get that all right? Yes. Plus plus community, it's mental health for everyone. It's inclusive mental health for everyone. That's important. And we need to have these discussions about it and we need to be open about it and accepting. Mm -hmm. And it starts with empathy and discussion. And once we have that, we're on the right track. And, you know, let's all do our part to try to share that. And, and, and stop criticizing people for being emotional and, and being open about their emotions, because I promise you guys that, you know, as, as, as much as you may think, 
you know, it's just a joke or, you know, I'm just one person with one comment. There's thousands of you that do the same thing. And Mm -hmm. when you're, when you're somebody that's constantly dealing with that, like that does not help with mental health at all. So like we can't make this change and we can't move forward as a society unless we start accepting the fact that it's okay for people to be emotional. And that includes men period. You're not wrong. True words have never been spoken. (laughs) That being said, uh, Talik was an absolute joy. I absolutely love talking to him. You know, I know we, we call ourselves the challenge fandom podcast. Um, Obviously, you know, he's a big part of the fandom and he's, you know, a big part of this, kind of mental health movement. And I think what he's doing is absolutely amazing, especially reaching out and, you know, being there for these reality stars that, you know, again, you know, they're expected to be perfect online. They're expected to be perfect on TV. And, you know, when they're not, they're criticized and they're, they're dragged down and they're, you know, attacked. And, that's difficult to deal with. So I think it's amazing that he's opening up his platform for reality stars and for regular people to just come together and talk and just have these real conversations, these, this open dialogue and, you know, kind of like we said earlier, break down these barriers and show that, you know, this, this stigma behind mental health and especially men's mental health is just that it's nothing more than a stigma. and you know, there are that again, it's okay to be emotional and it's okay to show your emotions and it's okay to have, you know, to talk about mental health and it's okay to struggle with mental health, you know, and it's okay to ask for help with it too. Absolutely. And as a man, I can say this, um, sometimes the hardest part about asking for help is our ego and our pride when it comes to your mental health and your well-being set that fucking shit aside. And I'm referring to your ego and your pride, set those things aside because in this situation, they're not going to do you any good. Go reach out, get that help. Tomorrow will be a better day. With that being said, I don't really have too much more to add to that situation. Um, I know we're going to start wrapping this up guys. You've already probably seen this, but we've got a busy day tomorrow. You'll know about in the future. No point in me even talking about because in the future, this episode <laughs> will already be out after the episode I'm talking about will be out. So just go check our know. previous go stuff, fucking, guys. <laughs> if you're not following us, what are you doing? Go follow us. We got some fire interviews, some fire guests. I'm just saying, go we do just, it. We just recently released Jenny. We had a very special interview with Wes. So make sure you yeah. go check that out if you didn't catch it. And then... We got- um, Emmy. We also have Emmy coming up um, or we just released Emmy. So definitely make sure you guys go check that those out. Um, The lineup the last couple of weeks has been fire. We've got some more uh, interviews that we're getting ready to release for you guys. We've got some fun roundtables coming up. Mm -hmm. So just make sure that you guys go and check out our previous uh, episodes that are available right now. Exactly. And guys, please uh, do us a favor. Um, look, we don't want to be one of those podcasts that's like, oh, we're on Patreon. You got to pay to listen to us. We want to do this for free for everyone where you can just listen to us. Don't have to pay a theme because that's the joy of podcasts, right? Is everybody gets to join in. But if you get a chance, 
do us a solid download the episode on Spotify, download it on your phone for Apple podcasts, wherever you listen to us, leave us a five-star rating if you can and subscribe. So you get notifications when we drop new episodes. Cause sometimes life gets crazy and they don't always drop on Sundays and Wednesdays or Sundays and Thursdays. Sometimes we put them out at different times because we got a full house. We're real people. That's why (laughs) we got jobs and shit. So, and when we're not at work, we're in here building forts. So (laughs) it is what it is. Um, But please go in there, subscribe, download the episode, leave us a five-star rain. If you don't, I'm inclined to think you're a hater. With that being said, myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful, beautiful, intelligent wife, Karina Hayes, who's done some amazing work later. I got to sing her praises. <laughs> wrote a beautiful letter that got us something that we've been working hard to get. And I just want to say thank you so much, babe. I love you. Karina is really the star of all of this on the podcast. So when you give a five-star rating, give a shout out to Karina because she's the one that makes this all work. Guys, thank you for listening. We love y'all. Hope you have a great night. And like I said, if you need help, you need to talk to somebody. We got all this link below. Texas number, like we talked about for the crisis hotline. And otherwise, we'll see you soon. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.